Welcome back to Pop Culture Blast. I'm your host, Danny. I'm very excited to be back in here once again. I have been unbelievably busy, so I completely couldn't do it last week. I've had to close a lot more lately at my job and everything, but I am really excited to be back. So I do have a few topics, of course, we're going to talk about. I don't think I have three at the moment. Maybe I'll have like a spontaneous, spontaneous moment. Sorry, that's a really hard word. Where like I remember something, but I don't know. Um, so there really hasn't been a lot happening, I don't think. Um, I'm, you know, constantly sleeping. When I'm not working, I'm usually sleeping or playing my vinyls or anything among the sort. So I apologize. And all of this stuff, I am figuring it out as you are figuring out, figuring it out, which hopefully makes sense. So we are going to start with the first topic. So we're going to be talking about one thing that kind of has been blowing up. This is like the only thing I've seen. So I do take back my statement about not a lot happening. There is something really big that's happening and that is BTS is breaking up. I am very sad as someone who has been a fan since 2016. It really breaks my heart that you know it's coming to an end. So uh, I'm trying to look through this right now. So they had made an announcement last week. They were taking a break to quote-unquote focus on members' solo projects. And then also, as well, there's like a lot of questions, too, that that um, the fans are sort of, I don't know, still sitting on. Because there's a lot we're not told. So, you know, you know it had shocked everyone because you know they just came out with some new stuff I believe and just for them to be like oh bye <laughs> like really so there's that um it's sh- it's actually shaking their label stock price and of course like I said there's a lot of questions being brought up so the one thing I was thinking when I first saw this I didn't realize it was to quote-unquote have them focus on their solo projects. I know, like, J-Hope and Suga and RM, they have a lot of, like, other stuff they do on the side or, like, their solo projects. But also, I believe... So, kind of a background for what I'm about to say. So, South Korean men, or Korean men, if you will, and I think it also applies in Thailand as well, that the men have to serve a two-year... two-year sentence in the military. I think it's two, two and a half. And it's like insanely hard to get out of it. I think I had read something about one uh, K-drama actor guy. I think he had like something wrong with his legs, so he didn't have to. So I don't really know. (laughs) But well, I know a lot of people, they were trying to fight to get them exempt from that, which 
in Korean culture, you know, serving this, you know, sentence in the military, it usually is, like, very honorable. Like, it makes them feel strong that they do this, I believe. I could be totally wrong. I'm so sorry. I had talked to so many people about it, kind of like, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm very, very tired right now as I'm recording this, so I might be all over the place. I apologize. So, um, it had also said the company behind the band had denied the group was taking a hiatus. So, there's a lot of reassurances, which is not very rare for the recording companies down in Korea. I know, like, they, they try to hide a lot of stuff that's, that, like, comes out. And this has also a lot with dating as well. Because I remember it was Jenny from Blackpink and then Kai from EXO. There were photos surf, uh, that were surfaced on the internet of them hanging out, I think. And then they were like, oh, they're not dating. But then, like, a little bit later, oh, yeah, they're dating, like, really? Well, I know it's really hard to date when you're like a K-pop actor. And I, I've done a lot of research on this, but, you know, the goal for, you know, the boy bands and the girl bands is that they are quote unquote single. So then it applies themselves to like the fans. So it's like, oh, they're so open and available. Like I could be like the one person that can get with them. At least I think. <laughs> Hopefully that's right. But yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into Korean culture, especially with all the K-pop stuff. I have done lots and lots of extensive research in my free time when I probably should have been doing homework. But, you know, this is like my top priority, okay? Okay. <laughs> so as I was saying, I really think the working theory of with uh, BTS, you know, taking this hiatus because they have to serve their two-year sentence in the military. And I hope I'm saying it right because I feel like when I'm talking about, like, the sentence of military, I think, like, a sentence, like, in jail, and I know that is not what that is. So two-year term. There we go. Two-year term. <laughs> because they... um the South Korean government had revised uh, the whole military law that does require South Korean men to perform approximately two years of military service. So this revised law also allows top K-pop stars like Jin, who is the oldest member of BTS. So with this, it deferred their military sentence until they turned 30 if they've received government medals for heightening the country's cultural reputation reputation so all these uh, bts members meet the criteria as these recipients of government medals in 2018 but i know there's quite a lot of k-pop stars that are currently in the military like for example Taemin, he was in shiny and then was in a group called Super M, Super M, 
that almost slipped my mind, which includes a lot of the most iconic members from the company's groups. Because you have Taemin, who is in Shiny. You have Kai and Baekhyun, who were in EXO. Then you had Ten, Mark, Lucas, that were all from NCT. There's probably another one I totally forgot. Yeah, I that might have been all of them. <laughs> I really hope so. <sighs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I I don't really know, but also there has been calls from from a lot of people, including South Korea's former culture minister for an exemption for BTS because of their contribution to heightening South Korea's international reputation. But of course, you know, you're going to have your critics, you know, people who, you know, think they need to put their opinion into everything, which is not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) But they're saying that this exemption would be, quote unquote, bending the conscription rules to favor the privileged, which... I could agree with because if you're making all of these men go into the military, there should not be an exception for famous people. And I'm not saying this, I, you know, to be mean, I absolutely love BTS. I love them so much. They helped me through a very, very hard time during COVID and everything. And even just to get through high school. So I don't, I don't hate them in any way, but like just kind of talking about that, you know, we should not really bend the rules. But even then, um, Jen, like I said, who's the oldest member, he's currently 29. He's expected to enlist this year unless he receives an exemption. So we're kind of, or they're trying to kind of figure it out. But I will agree, though, they have contributed a lot to their culture and, you know, made it huge in America as well. So they're a very good example of South Korea. And of course, it's going to make them look good as well. So hopefully something gets figured out. I mean, I know, of course, bending the rules, not very cash money, but (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's a very, very weird thing. I never thought this would happen. Like, I knew this was going to happen, but, like, I didn't know it was going to happen so quickly. Because I remember everybody talking about it, and I'm like, no, no, I can't. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. <laughs> I'm going to die if BTS is not going to be there for me. But I think as I've grown older with age, I'm not as bad anymore. But I was... Oh my gosh. And you've probably heard it in my other episodes. I was obsessed with BTS for years. (laughs) But I still haven't gotten a BTS share. I know, right? Crazy. But I had a Big Bang one. But anyways, this is not all about K-pop, but I did want to cover that as it has been very prominent and it's shocked everyone. Like, it shocked me. I remember my dad sent me a message and it said that and I'm like no and then he's like well with South Korean men they have to serve a two-year term I'm like dad I know (laughs) but I don't want it to happen like I don't know well I really hope like I said they get things figured out and then also we can have BTS for a little while longer maybe maybe 
Anyways, on to the next topic. So, of course, with this podcast, I kind of talk about Hollywood and kind of pull that fake facade off of them and expose really what goes behind the scenes according to all the research I do. I promise I do research. I know I probably sound unsure, but I second guess myself during most of these episodes and more than likely the information is probably accurate. So I kind of was, I've talked to a lot of people about this, you know, with Hollywood. So a really big issue we have is nepotism babies. Now, you're probably thinking, Danny, what what is that word? So according to the Merriam-Webster website, um, nepotism is favoritism as an appointment to a job based on kinship. So a lot of like young actresses and actors are in fact nepotism babies. Like you have Maud Apatow, whose father is Judd Apatow, the really, really awesome director and Leslie Mann, who is a wonderful actress. So I think she's a good example because she has so much talent, like her character in Euphoria. Oh my word. She's amazing. And she's done so many other works as well. So she's okay. <laughs> um, there's also like a bunch of other ones too, more with like older ones, like if you are a Law & Order Special Victims Unit connoisseur, you would know Detective Olivia Benson, who is played by Marishka Hartigray. I think I said that right. Yeah, Har- Hargitay, um, whose mom is actually Jane, Man- Jane Mansfield. I'm sorry, I promise I can talk. <laughs> who... Is a very who was a very very prominent woman. Now, if you don't know who Jane Mansfield is, she was an American actress, singer, nightclub entertainer, and play, Playboy playmate. And she was also a very prominent sex symbol of the 1950s and early 1960s. While she was under the contract at 20th Century Fox, so a very iconic woman. And you know, of course. Her children are going to be iconic too, like Mariska, who I absolutely love. I think she's wonderful. So she, I'm just giving you good examples because I'm like scared to like say any bad ones. But you know what? We're just going to do it anyway. So I think an example of, and I love her, but an example of like, it's actually just nepotism, and she doesn't really have any talent, is Kaya Gerber. So her mother is Cindy Crawford, you know, who was a very, very well-known person. And, of course, she still is going to be. But I believe she wasn't a model. Yeah, she was a model and an actress and a television personality. And, you know, she, of course, was very, 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 very well-known. And although she is a very gorgeous human being, and she is a wonderful model, but, oh, my word, 
she cannot act to save her life. She um, had done some work with American Horror Story. She was in the second part of the newest season, which even that, this new season absolutely sucked. And I was so disappointed. It was the, because you had your red tide and then you had the one about Area 51 and the aliens. That's the one she was in. And oh my word, she could not act to save her life. Like it just, I don't know. And I feel really bad saying it because I, she's probably a wonderful human being, (laughs) but oh my gosh, it was painful to sit through. (laughs) But yeah, she also is very well known for dating very prominent people or like, you know, people who are like trending in the news. So like she had dated Pete Davidson for a little bit. And I remember her saying that it was it, it was pretty bad, which I, I don't blame her. You know, she you know she's very young and very independent and is out doing her own stuff. I respect that. And you know, you know, Pete is very well known for his mental health issues, and he was at a really bad spot when they were together. And kind of, I'm not gonna say like put like all of his problems on her, but he just whoosh. <laughs> And I remember, I think her parents had to step in to help them. So there was that. She um, was linked to Jacob Elordi. If you don't know who that is, he was in the kissing booth. and But he's also very well known for playing Nate Jacobs in Euphoria, who I believe he's a wonderful actor. He, I hate Nate Jacobs. Like, oh, like if you, if you watch the show, it's... Oh, my word. Like, how can you be that terrible of a person? And he does such a good job with it. And it sucks because he's really attractive. And, you know, he's like 6'4 and he's Australian. Yeah, he's Australian. I I know. But, oh, my word. It, oh. <laughs> I probably shouldn't go further. <laughs> but apparently now she has, she's quote-unquote low-key dating Austin Butler, who is he has came back into the spotlight. I know he was in that Sharpay movie. He was also in the Carrie Diaries as well. And now he's playing Elvis Presley in the new Elvis movie, who, which I'm very excited to see. Not because, like, any, I, I really am not a huge fan of Elvis Presley, like, as a person. But as a musician, I think he was a genius. Even then, it was said he had stolen some stuff from black artists. So, of course, we're going to give credit to the ones who actually wrote it. But, you know, I, I love Elvis's music. I actually have a vinyl where it's like oh, from, I think, Madison Square Garden. I can't remember what year it was, but it is wonderful. And I think he was a very talented man, but he was not a very good person. <laughs> so, anyways... I know she's very prominent for that. And I'm not saying like, oh, she's like terrible person. It's like latching onto men because, you know, she's so desperate for spotlight. That is not what I'm thinking at all. I think she is, she probably is a very wonderful person, but I, I don't think she's, she should ever act again. Like, just like I said, sitting through American Horror Story, it was, it was so bad. (laughs) Okay, so 
I'm trying to find examples. Jake Gyllenhaal apparently is one. I actually did not know this till about now. So his father is a successful film director and his mother is a screenwriter. And he also has an older sister who's very famous, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. So this is my example of a bad one because, let's be honest, I do not like Jake Gyllenhaal whatsoever. He has such a punchable face. Like, if I if I ever see him in person, it's on sight. I will sock him right in the nose. I'm sorry, that was probably a little violent. But it's I know him and Taylor Swift dated for only a few months, but you know what? All too well made me sob. And you know what? You make me sob? I don't like you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Um that's another example. There's I mean, there's so many out there, but there's so many talented ones, too, like Dakota Johnson and Lily Collins. I absolutely love Lily Collins. And also her dad, Phil Collins, is iconic. Very, very iconic. I'm not going to recreate that American Psycho scene where he starts playing Phil Collins' music. I will not do that, I promise. But... She's very, very talented, too, but apparently she was under fire for, quote-unquote, rigging um, the Golden Globe nominations for Emily in Paris. I've never heard of that. That was really mean. I'm sorry. Um, Another really good example is Blake Lively, who is married to Ryan Reynolds, and they are adorable together. So her mom, was it? is a talent scout and her father is an actor. They actually start alongside each other in the sisterhood of the traveling pants, which is a very, very, very prominent movie. Uh, Maya Hawk. Actually, this is actually perfect to bring up since stranger things is coming more into the light with its new season. And I absolutely love Maya Hawk, but she is the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman, who are very, very well known for their roles. And I think Maya Hawke has done an incredible job with Stranger Things. I recently started watching it again, so hopefully I will stick to it because, man, <laughs> I, I had previously, I got like five episodes in the first season and I hated it. But then I think Steve Harrington is very, very attractive, so I proceeded to watch it again. And since it's all over my For You page, I'm like, I keep getting things ruined for me. You know what? (laughs) We're just going to watch it. We're going to stay off Stranger Things TikTok for now. For now. (laughs) And before we end the episode, Billy Lord is also a very great example of a very talented nepotism baby. I absolutely love her mom and I absolutely love her grandma. And also, you know, Billy is really into American Horror Story and she is amazing. So I really enjoy watching the stuff she's in. All right. So that's the end of the episode. Thankfully, I didn't talk for 40 minutes like these last few episodes. I'm really sorry. (laughs) I just get so into it, and, you know, since I'm so exhausted, I'm, like, going to say everything that's on my mind. (laughs) 
So this podcast was recorded at the studios of KALA-FM St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University. Thank you so much for listening in, and I hope you listen to the next episode. (laughs) All right. Bye.